to the Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. You can find the website at mainlyplants.com. You can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. I'm also on, on uh, social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at mainlyplants, and you can direct message me there. <clears throat> if, you, um, if you message me or you um, uh, email me and you don't get a response within like 24 hours, uh, during during the work week, then check your spam uh, because it probably went there. Weekends, I'll get back to you uh, Monday, the latest. And uh, just to get the announcements out of the way, first things first, um, I just got a new shipment in of mainly plants uh, water infuser bottles. Uh, the last ones went pretty quickly. So if you want to get your own, email me. Uh, we can go over the details and everything, get you your your infuser bottle they really are the the coolest and the best infuser bottle I've ever used Um, so that's out of the way okay so um, excuse me so like last week the podcast is gonna be kind of more freeform instead of me reading um, you know a bunch of uh, cold dry statistics Um, though I will be reading some statistics but we're gonna talk about them more so and and if you have any questions about about anything that I say uh, or, or mention in the podcast, or you want to know the details about each study that, that backs up the, the evidence that I talk about, let me know. I'll be happy to get it to you. I just don't want to be citing everything during the podcast because that gets pretty boring and I don't want people to fall asleep. So uh, before we kind of, before we get into um, the, the stuff we're going to be talking about in terms of, um, you know, statistics and and research and stuff like that I was listening to the Adam and Drew podcast this week and I've been listening to Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew since they were on Loveline together when I was in like third second I probably I think fourth grade or so so I was what seven nine years old nine or ten years old I'm 32 now and I've been listening to Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew pretty consistently um, throughout my life up until now, you know, they Adam left Loveline and and Drew took over Loveline, and then Adam did his own thing, and uh, yada yada yada. Anyway, they do the Adam and Drew podcast now, which is pretty much like Loveline. If you don't know what Loveline is, uh, it, it was a radio show on FM where people could call in of all ages. It was anonymous, and Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Adam is kind of the wit and humor of it, and they would help people out with their problems, kind of guide them towards um, the answers that they that they are seeking. So, a lot of health-related stuff, a lot of a lot of uh, you know sex and repro- reproductive stuff, uh, you know drug talk, but and, and nutrition talk. So, I was listening to the Adam and Drew podcast last week, and. <clears throat> A person called in who had uh, high blood pressure. He was overweight, had high blood pressure, and he wanted to know if he had to take the the pills that his doctor prescribed him, and how much of it was attributed to genetics, and how much was attributed to diet and exercise. And the, you know, those three things are the things that he had questioned. And I was a little a little bothered, you know. Uh, Dr. Drew is an MD. He went to medical school, and he is of the mindset that you know, like most most doctors are, most MDs, and 
it's of the mindset that you have, you know, these pills are, are what you need. And it upset me because, you know, he talks about, about the, the fact that he has high blood pressure and his mother had high blood pressure and other people in his family had high blood pressure and that he, you know, Dr. Drew's very fit. I think, I believe he's in his late 50s, early 60s, super yoked, uh, very fit, very active. And he exercises a lot, does a lot of cardio, but still has high blood pressure. And he was saying that this person can exercise all they wanted to. And, you know, if, if, it's, if it's in their genes, it's in their genes. Nothing that they can really do about it. He has to take the medication. But he did not address nutrition at all. And I feel like it is uh, a disservice because there, and I'll mention some stuff later on in the podcast, there, there are... Uh, there is proof and evidence that that yeah genetics play a certain amount in it but your diet plays a big role also and you can greatly reduce the percentage of of having high blood pressure or high cholesterol or stroke or Alzheimer's and all these other things all these these big diseases cancer all these huge diseases um, by adjusting your diet and that, that kind of that kind of bothered me I, I you know I kind of wanted to know what your take on it was, um, and if that kind of thing, if you kind of see that that kind of thing in your daily life or hear it in your daily life, and, and what your reaction to it is. Um, also, I had uh, I had mentioned, I believe it was in last week's podcast, the week before, we kind of talked about bullying and and how to deal with people who um, who come at you. In maybe not the best way about your your veganism or your plant-based diet and I had mentioned that you know I haven't really gotten bullied um, but I, it was yesterday or the day before one of my Instagram posts the one on atherosclerosis uh, which is the clogging of your arteries uh, went trending and I got a lot of attention off of it and there was uh, somebody who had said you know um, mainly plants how could you not how could you not eat meat when your mother likes mine so much? And I was, you know, I looked at it, I'm like, ugh. And the way that I take it is, you know, I don't get like angry or butthurt or upset about it. It's just, I, I feel, I feel sad and I feel sorry that, that so many people are so closed off to even hearing the facts or, or investigating for themselves or asking questions. I always throw it out there that I'm happy to answer any question that they that somebody has, whether they are diehard meat and cheese eaters, or 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 have been vegan or plant based for a number of years or and anything in between. If you have a question, I'm happy to talk about it with you. And and if you're if you're at the end of the conversation, you still want to continue on eating meat. That's your prerogative. Um, I'm not here to tell you, you know. That you have to do this. I'm here to, to lend you, uh, or to give you the facts and give you the information and, and do with it what you will. Um, but you know, when you challenge somebody's beliefs in something and, and the way that they've been doing things for so long and thinking that it's right, it's hard for people to to be open. And we're all guilty of that when it comes to to one thing or another. So just be patient, and you know. There's going to be flack on every topic in your life, whether it be the way that you eat or 
the way that you feel about you know animal abuse or or whatever in business and personal life and love everything um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick is the Phoenix comic convention or comic-con was was here this past weekend um, I have a, a friend who's big into it he had a panel so I went to, to support him um, and to see the mayhem that is comic-con and uh, we went to a, a, this bar across the street uh, in the hotel it's uh, very popular for people to eat at during comic-con because the food courts were too long so anyway we go there and they've always had a vegan quinoa burger uh, in, in the prior years, and that's always where I've gone to eat food. This year, for some reason, you know, they still have it labeled as veggie wrap and veggie burger. However, now they're infusing goat cheese into it, which baffles me because it's the one thing on the menu that is, that or that was vegan, uh, now vegetarian. Um, so they kind of limit what you can have there. However, you know, I asked him, can I leave the, the goat cheese off? And he said it's already mixed into the quinoa and everything. So I said, is it possible just to get a bunch of veggies in a wrap? I'm vegan, you know, if, if there's anything you can do. So he said he'll see what he can do. Two minutes later, the manager came out and said, so you just want to have a bunch of veggies uh, in a wrap, you know, sauteed onions, mushrooms, and some grilled veggies? I said, yes, that'd be perfect. She did it, brought it out, it was delicious, and this is just another example of even when something's not on the menu, and even if they've never done it before, most places, I've yet to find one that doesn't, most places are, are more than happy to accommodate you, uh, and it's not a problem because cooking veggies is so easy and so simple that you can always get a salad uh, or a grilled vegetable platter or wrap or whatever pretty much anywhere you go. Uh, so there's really not an excuse to not eat vegan or plant-based while you're out if that's what you want to do. The, the excuse of I can't find anything to eat uh, isn't, isn't valid. You can always ask. If you're not asking, then you're not doing yourself the service. Uh, so you don't, don't be afraid. They're not going to spit in your food. They're not going to take it as a slap in the face. And they're not going to throw up their hands and say this is too much. It's super easy. All right, so let's get into it. Um, I, there was a special on uh, on P, the local PBS here in Arizona. I'm not sure if it aired elsewhere. Uh, Dr. Furman, who is a a, uh, a big name in the uh, whole food plant based community, no relation to me, uh, had uh, he was giving a lecture, and some facts that he threw out there um, were uh, some of them were astonishing to me. Some I already knew. Um, you might find them very interesting. Uh, but he was talking about the standard American diet and how how it promotes chronic disease. Um, and the standard American diet is 55% processed foods. So the majority of the foods that, that as, a, as a whole, Americans eat are not natural. They're processed. They're, they're made with chemicals or they are refined or, or you know, everything that processed entails. 30% of them, or 3% of the diet is animal products. So 85% of, of the standard American diet is processed foods and animal products. 11% is whole, whole vegetables, fruits, nuts, and beans. Um, if we remove potatoes from that, then it's only 6%. Uh, and 4% of it is whole grains. Our standard American diet 
is the number one cause of premature death and the number one cause of disability. There's just, there's just, there's no disputing it. Um, two, there, the, we have, as humans, two primary fat storage hormones. The first one's insulin, and it promotes fat storage and growth of new blood vessels to uh, the supply, uh, to supply blood to the fat. And number two is is an insulin-like growth factor, um, which is called IGF-1 or insulin insulin-like growth factor one. Uh, so when you hear about people being diabetic, you're screwing with your fat storage hormones. Now studies show that uh, a higher sugar consumption, uh, refined sugar consumption, can lead to the promotion of cancer. For every 400 calories of white rice added to our diets, the breast cancer rate goes up about 20%, um, which is staggering. I mean, if you think about animal products, I mean, if you've been listening to me at all, if you've done any research, you know that promotes cancer, but um, sugar, refined sugar, just 400 calories of white rice increases breast cancer up to 20%. It's, it's astounding. So if you're a woman, um, watch your refined sugar, watch your refined carbs. Anything too white is not good for you. So white sugar, flour, white bread, stuff like that. Um, it's not it's not good for you. I'm not saying don't eat it, just don't have very much of it. Now, IGF-1, that insulin-like growth factor one, strongly promotes cancer. It turns up, uh, it increases with animal product consumption. And those same IGF-1 levels in vegans is about 150. Um, and with general calorie restriction on the Western diet, it's about 190. Uh, but in the typical Western diet, it's about 200. So 50 less points if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, um, you are strongly turning down the the uh, uh, um, percentage of cancer that, that you might have, right? So you're turning down the odds of getting cancer by a lot, by just limiting your sugar. Um, and then, you know, I, I always continue my... Um, my education as much as I can, right? So I'm always reading books and reading studies. And <clears throat> I read a bunch of studies, and again, if you wanna know the specific study for each one, let me know, but I, I highlighted some facts that I think are important to know. Um, only a quarter of medical schools offer a single course in nutrition. That's currently, right? It's not required any school, any medical schools offer a course in nutrition, um, which is down from 37% um, 30 years ago, which is astounding. So, you know, you, you, it's not really any wonder that Dr. Drew doesn't talk about nutrition or your doctor doesn't talk to you about nutrition, among many, many other things. You know, obviously they get paid for the number of clients they see in a day and they're not going to sit there and talk to you about nutrition if it's easier for them to prescribe a pill, not to mention they get kickbacks from pill companies. The average length of time primary care doctors spend talking about nutrition to a patient is about 10 seconds. Think about that. 
it, it takes longer for me to explain what nutrition is than 10 seconds. And your doctor, somebody who is supposed to be concerned for your health and giving you the information to live healthily is spending about 10 seconds talking to you about nutrition. 70% of Americans take at least one prescription drug. The vast majority of Americans take a drug for a health reason. 70%. It's upsetting because each one of these drugs has a myriad of side effects, often worse than what they're covering up. And it's, these drugs don't don't necessarily help the issue. They don't get to the root of the problem. They're simply synthetically controlling the issue. You know, you're talking about um, blood pressure or cholesterol. They're, they are lowering those synthetically, not getting to why your blood pressure is high or why your cholesterol is high. Um, or they're masking the problems. Um, you know, he there, there's, there's a description. Um, I'm not sure if I wrote it down. Um, if I get to it, then I will repeat it. Otherwise, I will talk to you about it now. So, you know, there are all these disorders that come from eating shit food, right? So you, let's take uh, high cholesterol, for example. You eat crappy food, so you have high cholesterol. And yeah, genes play a certain role in it, but it's manageable with a proper diet. Uh, so you eat crappy food, you go to the doctor, you have high cholesterol, he gives you a uh, uh, statin drug to, to bring it down, say Crestor. So you get the drug from the doctor, you start popping pills every day, uh, which not to mention are terrible for your liver and have led to liver failure and death as a side effect, uh, if you want to call that a side effect. Um, so anyway, so high cholesterol, go to the doctor, get the drug, brings your cholesterol down, keep eating like shit. Uh, now think about it this way. You are continually doing damage to your body, but just using a drug to help. That's like jamming your shin into a coffee table and gouging your skin. So you go to the doctor, he gives you painkillers. You come home, you pop the painkillers, and then every day you go to that coffee table and you hit it with your shin and gouge your shin. But it doesn't hurt as bad because you had the painkillers. Now, is that rational? Is it rational to keep hurting yourself but cover it up with painkillers? Well, it's about as rational as continuing to eat crap food but cover it up with chemicals and pills. Uh, people who, who ate vegetarian diets but then started to eat meat at least once a week experienced a 146% increase in the odds of heart disease, a 152% increase in stroke, and a 166% uh, increase in diabetes, and a 231% increase in odds for weight gain. Um, now, during this study, during the 12 years after the transition from vegetarian to omnivore, meat eating was associated with a 3.6 year decrease in life expectancy. Um, so what, what they're basically saying is that um, if you are eating a whole food plant-based diet, or a vegetarian diet, and you go back to eating meat, um, on average, your life will end 3.6 years later, and your increase for uh, diseases of the brain um, and body 
and pulmonary uh, go up staggeringly. Now the dividing line between health-promoting and disease-promoting foods may be less plant versus animal source foods and more whole plant-based foods versus pretty much anything else, right? So I've talked about it a million times. Something can be labeled vegan, something can be labeled made from plants, still not healthy for you. You need to be eating a whole foods plant-based diet. And, and the more that I do research, the more I realize that for any disorder, for whether it be stroke, Alzheimer's, cancer, uh, insulin resistance, diabetes, you name it, um, whole food plant-based diet is what it comes down to in terms of um, slowing the progression, stopping it, reversing it, and or preventing it. <clears throat> now, there's, a, there's something I want to read, and it's, the truth is that adhering to just four simple healthy lifestyle factors can have a strong impact on the prevention of chronic diseases. Not smoking, not being obese, getting a half an hour of exercise a day, and eating healthier, defined as consuming more fruits, veggies, and whole grains, and less meat and animal-based foods. Those four factors alone were found to account for 78% of chronic disease risk. 78%, that's a staggering number. If you start from scratch and manage to tick off all four, you may be able to wipe out more than 90% of your risk of developing diabetes, more than 80% of your risk of having a heart attack, cut by half, 50% your risk of having a stroke, and reduce your overall cancer risk by more than one third. That's astounding, just from eating correctly. And not to mention, you're gonna lose weight, get trim, and feel fucking fantastic. You know, you think you feel good now? Switch to a whole food plant-based diet. It's amazing. Um, let's see here. I had some other notes. Um, the, the, you know, you, you might say that, you know, your mom had high cholesterol or has high cholesterol. Your dad has high blood pressure. Or your grandma had, had Alzheimer's, so you're at a higher risk of it. And that all may be true. Like I said, genetics do play a small, small role. But the primary reason that diseases tend to run in families is most likely because diets tend to run in families. You learn what to eat from watching your parents and from what your parents feed you or whoever raised you. You know, if your parents weren't around and it was your grandma, whoever. Um, and family doesn't necessarily need to be blood. Um, you're going to eat what you've learned to eat. And breaking that habit um, is hard to do. And, and like I said, people resist it. Um, and peop some people are open to it. But you think about what happened to the people ahead of you in, in your family that you loved that, that had disease or disorder. And think about what they ate. Is it similar to what you ate? I mean, think about it. <clears throat> now, Heart disease is the number one killer. M you know, more than auto accidents, more than overdose, uh, more than cancer. It's the number one killer. In fact, it kills more Americans per year than have all of our past wars combined. So add up every single American war. Add up every casualty 
that America has suffered in every single war since America started that is less than the number of people that die annually from heart disease. And heart disease is 100% manageable with diet. And you might be saying, oh, I already have heart disease. Well, you can possibly, and I'm going to say probably, stop and or reverse your heart disease by eating the appropriate whole foods plant-based diet. Now, the three boosters of bad cholesterol, the number one risk factor for heart disease, all stem from eating animal products and processed foods. Let me, let me kind of reiterate. The, the three things that increase your cholesterol, your bad cholesterol, which cholesterol is the number one risk factor for heart disease, okay? So the three things that, that the three top things that cause high cholesterol, high cholesterol being the top thing that causes heart disease, all stem from eating animal products and processed drugs. So right there, you cut out the animal products and you cut out the processed shit, you are going to keep your cholesterol down to where it should be, which means that you are going to greatly reduce the risk of having heart disease. The, the whole foods plant-based diet is unfortunately the best kept secret in medicine. Um, you know, like I talked about before, doctors just don't mention it. And given the right conditions, your body will heal itself. It's an amazing thing. Um, you know, you think about when you eat properly um, and, you know, you feel better and your, your, your cuts heal better um, and you don't break out. And then you have, you know, a run, a week of eating crap food and you don't feel good and your skin starts breaking out and you're oily and you feel sluggish. But then you start eating healthy again and your body turns itself around. Well, this is the same thing with disease. Your body, I'm not going to say will, but can heal itself inside and out, right? And the fact that we don't take advantage of this is, is sad, you know, whether it be we are lazy or um, it's too hard, quote unquote hard. Well, you know, what's harder? Changing your diet now and training your brain to actually like eating healthy. I like eating healthy now. Yeah. Before I turned vegan, I liked eating steaks and cheese and shit. Now I like eating gigantic salads. It tastes good to me. Um, you know, what's easier doing that or having to go get chemo and throwing up and feeling weak and the last years of your life being miserable. You know, we are living longer now as humans than we ever did before. However, more of those years, on average, are sick years. See, I would be living longer, but our quality of life has gone to shit. Um, and you know, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not trying for this this podcast to turn into a lecture, but you know, if you if you're curious about the whole food, plant based lifestyle or diet, and you're not doing anything about it, then there's no one to blame. It's not bad luck if you get sick. 
it's it's because you didn't take action. And if you are leading a whole pl food plant-based diet, um, whether partially or wholly, and you're not spreading the word, um, then you're doing your loved ones a disservice. You know, I I I am always talking to my family, always talking to my friends, always trying to to nudge them a little bit. You know, you don't want to you know lecture them because they're going to turn themselves off to that. But you know, whether it be you telling them or saying, hey, you know, listen to this podcast and share my podcast with them or share my Instagram with them or whatever, or, or even just send me a letter and ask me to reach out to them or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, the word needs to spread because it's not going to spread on its own. And the fact that, you know, there are studies going back decades that show that a whole food plant-based diet is, is really the only way to lead a long, happy life without disease and the fact that it's 2016 and and humans are eating 55% processed food and then another 30% animal product as the as the average diet, uh, something's definitely wrong. Um, so we need to to spread the word and educate people um, on a larger scale. And like I said, if you are if you are an, you know a meat eater, uh, a cheese eater, and 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 you disagree with everything that I say, that's great. Ask me questions. Let's talk about it. Um, because I was in your shoes once. And I'm not saying I'm gonna, you know, you're definitely gonna go plant-based, but at least let me talk to you about it. And if you are uh, uh, plant-based already, like I said, you know, pass the information along. So, you know, somebody obviously gave it to you, whether it be a friend, a family member, or provided the information online for you to seek out. Um, they gave that information to you. Now it's your job to pass the information along. Uh, with that said, um, I don't want to, you know, we kind of went all over the place in terms of what we were talking about today, but I found, like I said, I found a bunch of, of information and, and, and stats that I found amazing um, just to kind of uh, bring everything um, into a whole. And what I mean by that is kind of take different aspects of everything and talk about it on a one podcast. Um, so, so spread the good word. Um, oh, another thing that I wanted to mention uh, before before we go, I was listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, it's what I like to listen to when I'm doing my cardio at the gym. Makes it less boring. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had um, he had somebody on. Um, let me see if I can find who it was. So, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can. Uh, bear with me. Okay, so it was the Joe Rogan Experience number eight hundred four with Sam Harris. Um, Sam Harris, if I can get his actual, um, he is a neuroscientist uh, and a, uh, a best-selling author. Um, they talk about veganism a little bit because Sam Harris is, is trying to eat more plant-based. Um, but Joe Rogan, you know, I loved the Joe Rogan show. Uh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast talks about a lot of things, and, and he's a very intelligent person. He makes a lot of uh, broad-sweeping assumptions um, and statements that, that, you know, obviously people don't agree with. Um, but this week he, he mentioned, um, you know, he's talking about veganism and he likens veganism to a cult and, you know, obviously there's a negative connotation with cult, but even if you boil it down to, to the facts, um, it's not a cult. I mean, it, it's a lifestyle and it's not a religion. It's not a cult. You know, there's no worship of, of any thing or any person or, or leader or anything. It's simply a... A collection of people across the world who who believe that 
that number one, it's not necessary to eat animals or, or use animals for our um, uh, upholstery or clothing or what have you. Um, but it's also more than that, it is a, a collection of people who um, are standing up to the mistreatment of animals. Uh, if you consider yourself an animal person and eat animals, um, then, you know, uh, it's a slippery slope. So I'll leave you with that. Um, you know, the, 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 um, the term vegan gets kind of a negative connotation. And it is different than uh, whole food plant-based. Because whole food plant-based is specific to diet. Vegan is your lifestyle. Uh, but it's not a cult. And, and everybody who's not vegan is not a demon. Or everybody who's vegan is not a demon. Just like everybody who is not vegan is not necessarily a demon. Um, or, or evil or whatever. It, it's just, it's, just uh, it's gotten negative connotation over the years. And I, I like to dispel that. Um, you know, if you want to go plant-based except for cheese... Go plant-based except for cheese. Or if you want to eat 100% plant-based, whole food plant-based, but still, you know, buy a wool sweater, buy a wool sweater. Every little bit helps. Um, and I think that most vegans, um, you know, not including myself in this, and I'm including, I'm not talking about myself is what I'm trying to say. Most vegans are not going to, to uh, blast you for trying to make steps towards uh, being a better earthling. So anyway, uh, now that I totally convoluted the, the, the end of the podcast, um, Ryan Furman, uh, Ryan at mainlyplants.com, mainlyplants.com, at mainlyplants on all the social media. And until next time, go eat a salad.